to get guys ready is not easy. So on, on the coaches coaching side, you're, you need to prepare the guys mentally to go out there and execute. But then it just comes down to being physically prepared and, and, and able to do the job. And I think when the scouts look at guys and they bring guys in and that fit our system, mm-hmm. you know, it's up to them to make the plays when, when the, their uh, number's called. And then also, you know, you go down to schematics and you try to scheme things that play more to our strengths and our players' strengths. So when you lose your top two guys from last year you try to figure out who has strengths that are similar and really just play to their strengths I guess if they if they're not similar and th- thankful for us some of those guys are very similar and 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 they got more strengths than weaknesses. Duke Williams came on the scene and was catching every 50-50 ball possible then he was a little quiet and then we saw him in Hamilton catch different sort of different sort of uh, patterns uh the great block on Vidal Hazelton. How much more layers is Duke Williams putting into his game? Yeah, I mean, as the season progresses and the more comfortable we get with Duke, and like I said, going back to understanding his strengths and weaknesses and seeing him on a day-to-day basis running different things, you know, he's going to get different looks. It's not going to be just the same routes. Uh, we're going to be able to move him around. Part of that's too is, you know, knowing our system extremely well and being able to move him in some different spots. But the more comfortable he gets with the game, the more comfortable he gets with the offense, the more you're going to see out of him because he is a very talented receiver. Um, and, uh, you know, the more we give him, the better it'll be. You see receivers block, but he eliminated that one defender. <laughs> you don't often see that from receivers. No, I mean, but if you watch that game closely, you saw that from a lot of our receivers. Our receivers blocked as good as they can block to me, and that's set a tone and set a standard for what we want here. Uh, they're all Our receivers are all big and they're physical. Mm-hmm. Um, they proved it on that night, and I think you're going to see more of that uh, as the year progresses because they take a lot of pride in that, and I think they were all excited more about that than they were any other aspect of that game. Uh, much has been made of uh, you know four receivers, uh, American receivers, but uh, you asked Corey Watson about it. He doesn't feel like a, a lone man out or anything in that group. No, I mean, Corey is very talented. I mean, uh, and Corey does some different things that we don't ask the other guys to do. So Corey knows his role extremely well. Uh, very satisfied with Corey's performance and in every game we've had him so far. Um, again, it's about knowing your personnel, what he's good at, and, and play to his strengths. And uh, he's no slouch at all. You watch... If, if teams sleep on Corey, he'll run right by you. He's physical with the ball in his hands. He can block. He's a total package. There's just you know certain things we use him more so than than other times. But uh, you know he's very capable of having big games, um, just like everybody else on on our receiving core. You hear it from some of the guys in year over year that there's no passport in the locker room, right? There's no. Um, yeah, no. I mean, at the end of the day, there's there's a ratio, and there's a number of guys that are on here uh, based on the rules of the Canadian Football League. But you know, after that, I mean, it's football, and you find like it, it goes back to coaching them and coaching who's here and and figuring out what they're great at and what they're weak at, and trying to play more to the strengths. And you know, we do that with every player. It doesn't matter what nationality they are. Um, you know, and again, when you set up your team, you're setting it up with your ratio in mind. Uh, and the talent you have at every position. So again, you know, the passport doesn't really come into play at that point. Does uh, Gary Peters deserve a suspension? Or I don't want to comment on that, to be honest with you. He looked like he. I don't want to. I'm not going. I'm not going to comment on it. I mean, I just assume not. <laughs> it's done and done. Yeah, exactly. He's suspended, and that's that's exactly what you just said. Wouldn't done Can you talk about next man up and how good he's been? Uh, ne- well, I, when you talk about next man up, I mean, it's, it's a mentality you have to have. It has to be um, throughout your whole locker room, that mentality. It has to be, you know, a culture that you um, 
preach. And I think we preached that from day one. I, I you know, alluded to that coming out of camp, how deep we were, and said it would show up at some point. You know, you didn't, you would not like it to show up as much as it has so far. But what I'm thankful for is the guys took that all to heart. When we talked about it would take everyone in our locker room to win a championship or to be on that type of level, you know, it seems like everyone bought into that. And uh, I think all it takes is competing every day, focusing in on your job, having confidence that when you get put in there, the coaches are going to put you in the right position to make plays. And then ultimately you're here for a reason. You have talent. Now, again, I go back to there's a reason certain guys are, are starters or are name starters, but that doesn't mean the guys behind them aren't as good. It's just they haven't had their opportunity yet. And sometimes you see that. Sometimes you see a guy go down and the next guy goes up and plays extremely well because that's his first opportunity to, to, be, to go that way. And then when a guy has been put down or has been a career backup and he gets his first opportunity, I mean, again, it's just it's a different dynamic. But I think it all still comes back to preaching it every day, uh, a buy-in from the players, a buy-in from the coaching staff to have confidence in the next guy. Instead of trying to look for people to come in here and, and fill that role, it's no. We have the guys in our locker room, and that's the guys that are going to play next. And then it's up to them to keep it that way. If it starts going the other way and we start not having the production once guys go down, then we have to go look outside our locker room, and I don't want to do that, and I don't think that's productive. What about when they see when you see one guy do it? What does that do when it's your turn to do it? Uh, like I said, I think, again, it's it's confidence and it's... it's um, it's something that, you know, guys just, I don't know, I'm, I'm lost of words really what it means, but, I mean, when you see other people do it, you just kind of gravitate towards doing that. You just have a belief that if he can do it, I can do it. Uh, it's contagious is what it is, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I think with the amount of injuries we've had and the fact that we've stuck with, like I said, guys in our locker room that, hey, you need to step up. And they're like, okay, I will. And uh, they've been around, so I, I think that's also plays into it. But I think I think you're alluding to the contagious. It's it's contagious to watch a guy do it, and then you want to do it, and you want to do it better. And I think guys are, are buying in again to that. The whole family of uh, hockey players, by the last name of Sutter, who followed that whole trail. If the first one hadn't got there, I don't think any of them would. Yeah, no, no question. So I mean, I think when you believe, when you see someone step up and do it, you believe you can as well. And I, like I said, I think for every guy that isn't a starter on our team, they all understand at some point we're counting on them. And we don't just count on them when their number's called. We're counting on them every day to be prepared and ready to go. And I, we saw it last year. Brandon Zilster was a rookie who didn't get an opportunity for 13 straight weeks and then was ready on week 14 or whenever it was and then played a tremendous role for us down the stretch. That kind of stuff is talked about in our locker room. And when you talk about believing in your locker room, you talk about believing in the guys here, you know, when you show that from a club standpoint, the guys, you know, you get you get better buy-in. I think ultimately that's what it takes. You had a bit of a homecoming uh, in Southern Ontario last week. What can you say about uh, Boateng up to this point? I, I mean, I think Boateng's been uh, extremely good. I mean, I think, uh, you know, he's only going to get better. But I think, um, you know, from what we've seen every day, the growth and maturity from day one, um, you know, has been tremendous. And I think it's just going to keep going. He's got tremendous upside. Uh, you know, more reps, you know, more time here, more time in the game. The experience is only going to make him a better player. But, I mean, he's everything as advertised that we saw when we drafted him.